Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. Can you hear that weed eater? I sure can hear that weed eater. I know. You think I need to stop? Everybody listening at home, we are still uh, recording all our conversations through Zoom, so we don't have a controlled environment anymore. So, Um, I may. I I might have a controlled environment in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I may see. Well, let's chat for a minute, and if it doesn't stop. And we have a special guest with us again today. Well, not again. Again, we have a special guest with us. It's a different special guest this time. You want to introduce him, Melissa? I would love to introduce Ken. This is Ken Frazier. I've known Ken, well, I don't want to give my age away or his, but Ken and I have known each other for decades. Let's put it that way. He's one of my favorite people. He's actually someone that I, you know, am consider almost one of my best friends. Um, we met as he was my counselor and I still have to go back home occasionally and, and get help with that as well. So Ken's a pretty amazing guy. He is, I think, one of the top counselors I've ever gone to. And I've gone to many, so, as we all know. And then, um, but I think he, you know, it's interesting. I wanted Ken, Ken specializes in so many things, but anxiety is one of them. And I feel like that's such a big part of what we're all going through. But he's just a real important person in my life. So it's hard to introduce him because he wears so many hats in my life. But. Um, Ken, thanks so much for being here with us. My pleasure. I am very honored that you asked me to participate in this. You're listening to Melissa Unscripted, the show that brings you tips, tales, and the truth about the real estate world. I'm your host, Dave Wilson, and with me always is the woman who can't break a big screen TV with a golf club, Melissa Greer. You specialize in anxiety? Anxiety, depression. I do general counseling, but my specialty is anxiety disorders. Okay. So I wonder if you've been really busy throughout this too. I know our businesses have been. seems like yours would have been. Um, No, actually, my business does not run that way. Uh, Typically, people don't come in for crisis counseling. They don't come to this private practice for crisis counseling. Uh, I think I have. (laughs) For some reason, I recall coming in there. Like all the rules. (laughs) For some Melissa, crisis your counseling. way of life is crisis oriented, so <laughs> that okay. doesn't make you a crisis client. Well, thank you for letting me do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. What has changed, and I'm not talking specifically with your clients, any any of this conversation really, because we don't need to know that, <laughs> but uh, what has changed since COVID and now the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement has really escalated too? Like, how is wow. that, how have people been handling it? How have people been talking about it? Wow. Uh, we are, I think we're living in a state of um, hyper-focus. Um, we are so focused on how to be cautious, how to protect ourselves. That's not only from COVID, that's from um, the things that are going on about, um, that we see about Floyd. And, you know, there's a lot of tension right now. Um, racism. And so there's anxiety coming from our general pressures of life, then the anxiety of how to protect ourselves from COVID, and then the things that separate us 
and our ideas about racism and rights and all of that. So we are in such a state of divisiveness in our country that has to create anxiety for everyone, whichever side of the um, belief system we're on. So I see this among my clients. I see this in myself. I'm constantly hypervigilant for how do I need to be cautious about um, COVID because I'm in that category who would not make it through. My age, while I'm basically healthy, eh, I don't believe I could withstand uh, that COVID virus lung issue. So we're all being mindful, cautious. And it's a lot and, about we don't know. We don't know. Right. We're dealing with an unknown, which is to me right up the alley of any kind of anxiety disorder. Is right. It's a fear of the unknown that drives you to have this panic is right. it's almost like you're, you're already imagining something happening that you don't even know how it would happen and how it would feel. Anxiety is always about our perception that we need to know the outcome and we can't. So there's a feeling of vulnerability, loss of control, and we are constantly asking the question, well, what if, and there's no answer to that question. Well, do you get to say to those clients, well, yeah, you're supposed to have anxiety right now, you know, you're because it's always been this, you're saying it's an unknown. Well, now the unknown is real. It's a real unknown. So it seems like it's like a double whammy. It's, you know, that whole, um, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean somebody's not after you kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. I normalize anxiety. We all have anxiety. You know, whether we have an anxiety disorder or not, everyone has anxiety. It's to protect ourselves. You know, it's part of the old brain that when we left the cave, we knew we had to be back at night because there were lots of dangers in the forest around the cave. Uh, so it's the part of us that keeps us safe. We would not be here if it were not for our fight or flight response of our ancestors who could run away from the danger or fight it. So we still have that same anxiety response, but now people with anxiety disorders are reacting to the imagined danger and the question, what if? That's also normal. It's just not functional. I always find myself in my job having to be the calm in the storm because buying a house is such a big deal. Selling a house is so important for people. It's usually the biggest, one of the biggest things they buy or sell. And I always find myself trying to be that calm in the storm, especially during times like a recession or a pandemic global. But Ken has been that for me. And that's why one of the reasons I really wanted him to be on here, I'm an open book. You can ask me anything pretty much that I wouldn't be embarrassed to answer and I'll say it. And so I met Ken when I was young and just out of college and I, I had an anxiety disorder. And it was luck for me that I got someone referred me and I got connected to him. He, he's taught me so many things about how to deal with fear and anxiety and how it's a manageable problem and how to manage it. We all need to can benefit from learning just little tricks and things, how to do that. And also know that it doesn't have to define us, that being anxious and being fearful are things we can control we can live with, we can manage, and we don't want them to define or control us. 
and Ken did a great job of really mentoring me through that process. I'm still not quite through, honestly. I'm just the impressed you're the calm for the storm for people. Well, I know. Well, they don't know me like you do. <laughs> well, they always say, why are you so calm? And I say, well, if I was panicking right now, how would you feel? <laughs> so, we should tell them where you took me to that. Um, where'd we go? What would you call that room we went to? Padded room? No. Padded room was another time. <laughs> Let's not get that personal on the podcast. No, there's a place called Break and Bash. We'll give them a, let's give them a shout out. It's a place where you can actually pay and go in a room and they put you, put a suit on you and you break flat screen TV. They had all these things and you break them and you just go in and they play this music and you're just, they want, they give you a sledgehammer and a golf club and you just break it. It was, it was so interesting because I went and did it with Ken with a group of people and I don't think Ken did it I think he watched us do it so he'll probably have more comments but I came out of there feeling like a weight was lifted off of me right and and they've been open through the pandemic which I told Ken I was surprised but I saw on their social media that they're still they had I don't think they closed a whole lot and if you guys want to sponsor our podcast get in touch my number's 336 <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we'll, go ahead. Kevin. We'll reach out to them after the podcast and see if we're going to leave that number in or not. Okay. <laughs> you know, be like, hey, we talked about you. You want to sponsor this episode? Yeah. And I didn't walk in there angry. I'm actually not considered an angry person. I hope, of course, we may get some call-ins on that. But, I mean, you really go in there destroying items. But it's, there's something cathartic about it, I think. But, Ken, you, I'm going to let you weigh in on that. Cause so we talk a lot about the cognitive aspect. And that is where we learn to step back and observe what thoughts we're having, what physical sensations, what our behaviors are, what our emotions are. So that's the cognitive aspect, because if we don't see what thoughts are provoking the anxiety, there's nothing we can do about it. And in that, we learn to step back, observe without judgment, and ask the question, what is this for? What is this thought for? What's this emotion for? What will serve my best interest? So there's a stepping back and looking from an observer's point of view. So that's the cognitive or mindful part. The behavioral part is very important. And that's the part that has to do with break and bash because most phobics, which is my catchword for anybody with an anxiety disorder, most phobics are so afraid, no, all phobics are afraid of losing control or being out of control. They do not want to lose control of their emotions. They don't want to lose control of their behaviors. They don't want to lose control of their thought process. So in working with any phobic, there's a tremendous element of they're trying to be in control of something that doesn't have to be controlled. So by going to break and bash, they can lose control in a controlled environment and experience whatever emotions come up. Therefore, they get to act out the emotion physically that they've been afraid of and have been suppressing. In fact, I used to buy rubber hoses from the uh, hardware store and give clients these soft rubber hoses and a telephone book and say, now go home and beat the hell out of this telephone book. That was a long that, time ago. That was <laughs> a long I don't time. think they have those anymore. <laughs> I still buy them and I still give them away. I actually had one years ago that you gave me. So I know what you're talking about. 
I always felt like showing that kind of anger wasn't good. We've been taught, don't show your emotion like that. Don't be violent. As long as you're not hurting someone or someone's property, I found it so healthy and I never would have felt comfortable doing it. My biggest takeaway that was, you cannot break a flat screen TV. <laughs> Those things are, I mean, I couldn't do it. I mean, I kept trying with everything they gave me and I thought, I just don't think it's possible. I wish we had video of that. Hey, well, Ken saw it. Ken saw it. I mean, I kept using, I didn't even know which one would be best, but nothing I used could break that flat screen TV. And then, of course, that led to some other issues, which we're still working on. (laughs) But I do think with everything going on in the world right now, with, you know, everything with the pandemic and then, of course, we're all concerned with, you know, the justice issues and everything going on. I feel like this is so pivotal and important for us to have this topic because I can take, even just our conversation is making me feel better because I do think that all of us, there's a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people all day long and the one common thread is people are wondering how they're going to handle whatever our new world's going to be like whatever the new normal is going to be. And I think this shows that we will be able to handle it. We just have to have faith that, that there's a better world that we're building, but you have to go through the, sometimes you have to go through a little bit of difficulty and dark times to get to it. Yeah. So I would like to interject this. And the, and the, one of the best things we can do for never, not everyone's going to go to therapy. Um, one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to learn the principles of mindfulness. There are so many materials available on mindfulness and mindfulness is what we need to go through anything, particularly right now, because when we stop acting mindlessly, making choices out of unconsciousness, making choices out of the conditioned self, making choices without stepping back to really look at what's going on within us. When we act mindlessly, the outcome is not good. When we act mindfully, the outcome is always so much better. What is mindfulness? Like, is that meditation? Is that where we have to sit and be still? Dave and I cannot do that. (laughs) There is no sitting still. Yeah. (laughs) So explain explain to us what mindfulness is. We may sign up for a workshop. Dave, we might have to do it. I want you to know you can meditate. You just can't sit and be still, but you can meditate. Well, that's okay. You don't have to. No, we cannot. <laughs> We're being mindful right now. <laughs> this is this is as good as it gets for us right now. <laughs> it, it's crazy. That my, people in my office laugh at me that I can be so still and so attentive during interviews because I do it for video also. I interview a lot of people. But my normal self is not that. This is as uh, good as well. You might want to check out ADHD as a possibility. Oh, no, there's no checking it out as a possibility. It's 100 uh, true. <laughs> so here's mindfulness. Mindfulness means paying attention on purpose to the present moment without judgment. It means bringing focused awareness to the present moment thoughts, emotions, body sensations without trying to fix them, change them, or make them better. We observe the experience instead of reacting to the stimulus and making choices mindlessly, because that is an ongoing process at which we get better and better and better. Dave, you and I are going to have to practice that. 
Okay. We'll get together and practice that. All right. For sure. Well, Dave, let, let me give a plug to myself. I was going to say, give a plug to your, your new endeavor. It's the least we can do for you coming on and talking to us. I, I want to do that. Uh, the website is Ken Frazier Coaching. That's lowercase and K-E-N-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R, coaching.com. And I will start doing workshops and seeing clients in August. So, Well, congratulations, because I think yes. you're great at anything you do, but that sounds, I, I think I'll be one of your coaches, and I'm going to drag Dave with me. Feel <laughs> I don't free even to know do if that. I have to drag you now. <laughs> you may not have to drag me. That may be part of Dave and Melissa's day of fun. <laughs> so, you never know. <laughs> we, we need to start with that. I though. think we need to start well, not in. Break and bash. Yeah. Go to break and bash first and then come see And then me. we may bring you with us, Ken. You might have well, to enjoy our day of fun. But, no, I can't um, thank you enough, Ken. You know how much I love you and I appreciate you. And I know this veered a little bit away from real estate, but that's okay. Sometimes we're going to do that. But. I just will say that I appreciate you in my life and I'm wishing you the best in your future endeavor. And I'll probably be one of your clients as long as you're doing this. So thanks for coming to share with us. I can bring it, I can wrap it around right back to real estate. Going to someone like Ken has helped your business, correct? Oh my goodness. Right. So any realtor who thinks they may have some, I don't want to say issues, but you know, anxiety or any kind of thoughts of negativity, they could probably go to a counselor and it would help them out in personal life and business life. Well, and just knowing that anything major you do is always going to come with anxiety. So it's good to know how to recognize it in others and how, how to help them navigate it too. But no, I appreciate it. Well, as you know, I've got to, I've got to run because I've got to actually go deal some more anxiety. I've got to deal with some anxious people who are housing right now. But thank you again, Ken. Be the calm, so Melissa. Be the calm. Take care. Thank you both very I'm much. be the calm in the storm. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, hey, thanks for being on, Ken. It's nice meeting you. Thanks. Very good meeting you, Dave. Okay. Take care. Take care. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com, and so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.